0: dad well yes if you wanted to open the episode with anything you wanted to introduce my podcast what would you say
1: i'd like to give my tag from instagram <laughs> oh because i need some more followers
0: <laughs> what is it do you know it
1: it's dr jamie 14
0: Woo! okay folks here it is the everybody Quit social media right now episode All right, not really, but I want us all to at least become aware how and when we use social media and identify what our intentions are when we use it. Evaluate whether or not we think we are addicted. Oh, and most importantly, realize that it can contribute to our anxiety and depression and obviously our FOMO. And yep, you guessed it. I'm going to share some of my thoughts on ways that we can combat the downsides and embrace the positive aspects. By the time you hear this, I'll be a few weeks into implementing a lot of what I talk about today, and I don't even need future Jen to tell me I'm feeling great. I can already feel it. I hope you will too. As you can imagine, I love social media. I mean, come on. I built a business on social media. I have my own personal platform. I'm pretty sure I have this podcast because of social media. I'm writing a book. Uh, due to my audience and exposure on social media when I say exposure, I'm not exposing what you think I am I'm talking about vulnerability. I don't even know what oh, wait, like I've made so many friends that way. I've reconnected with old friends that way. There's a community on there. i've it's given me a place to talk about mental health, to support each other. Those of us that suffer to inform people that don't to dance in front of trash cans <laughs> um, to create really impactful things like sex hair. <laughs> Anyways, so I'm not like I'm not staunchly against it. I I I see a true value in what what it can do to help, and that that all being said, I went on vacation a couple weeks ago and really the intention was just to relax and 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 unplug from Bando which is hard for me I haven't really properly done that in 10 years and we just celebrated our 10-year birthday so I've never done it and I'm not like working the whole time, but, but I definitely have always left the intent of like, I'll be working while I'm gone. And this was the first time that I was like, I'm actually not going to work. And I, and I knew I had other things to do, to, to do some writing work and to do some podcasting work. And I wanted to record my parents and stuff. So it wasn't like I wasn't going to do anything, but you know, that's the, the most like day to day. So I was like, I'm just going to unplug from that. And it felt great. And I definitely wasn't going to unplug from social media because, you know, Dr. Jamie needs his airtime. So, After about five days, though, I was like, um, I was actually going to go away from my parents' house for for a few days. And I was like, do I even need a phone, though? Like, and I thought, I'll just, I'm just going to not. I just, and I had thought about it before I went. Like, I had thought about it when I was still in L.A. Like, man, wouldn't it be nice if I just, like didn't go on social media, didn't feel the need to like document everything I was doing, didn't take a picture every second and just like, just experienced it. I'd really been longing for that. So I did it and it felt so good. And, and if I'm being honest with myself, I have there, I'm addicted I can fall into the traps. I'm Listen, look at me. I'm like a true addict. I'm afraid to admit that I'm addicted. Anyways, the thing that was like, hey, you might want to pay attention to this, is that I had no anxiety. That is major. I went 10 days without any anxiety. And listen, I have generalized anxiety disorder. I have immense travel anxiety. So I definitely had anxiety on the way to the airport, but then that was it. And I get, you know, anxiety from situations. I can get anxiety from drinking too much coffee. I mean, it's fra it's a fragile system, but man, I think my phone gives me some anxiety. And, and again, like, I do feel like I have a little bit of a perspective on things when it comes to social media, just because I was born in 1971, so like it was a big deal when we got an answering machine for our phone and then call waiting. So I have some perspective on it and I still am having addictive tendencies and anxiety and lots of other, you know, negative aspects along with the positive ones. So I think about You know, many of you, many people I know, most people I know um, are younger than me and maybe haven't even had the opportunity to really grow up without it or experience life without it or have ever gone on a vacation without it or have ever taken a picture with a camera or have ever foregone the pictures just to have the experience. Um, And so it. So it got me thinking and the thoughts I had were fuck this phone. (laughs) I came back from vacation. I was like, I don't want to go back on social media. I mean, listen, I, I, I used back into the phone very quickly because I need phones to talk to people and, um, text with people and check an email. But I was definitely very, um, conscious of it. The social media thing, you know, that, that, That's, that's really, I I think that's, that's the biggest thing that I want to talk about. And I was like, I came back and I told Christina, who's our director of social media, who's actually going to come on this podcast in just a few minutes. But I, I was like, I don't want to go back on there. I mean, I had stuff I was supposed to do, you know, I'm not like, I don't. I don't do like true influencer stuff, but I, I want to post about my experiences. I want to post about Bando. I want to post about the podcast, my life, what's going on. And I just physically could not put myself on there. And we had to do something for Bando and I was just being a total brat. Um, And thankfully, since I'm in charge, I didn't get in trouble, but I could feel it. (laughs) And, and I think it's normal to have an extreme reaction like that. And so I kind of brought the dialogue to where do you think I brought it to social media? How fucked up is it that I'm having a dialogue about social media and maybe that it's it's negative aspects on social media. But that seemed like the best place to do it. And there were a lot of people that were like, just do a do a blackout. Go away. I, I, I got rid of it. I hate social media. And and also there were obviously people that were like, I love it. I use it. I need it. Um, and then there's everybody in between, but you know, I just, I decided to just sit with it for a few days and I realized like, I don't want to eliminate it. Cause, cause I think there are pros too. I want to examine it. I want to understand it. I want to see how we can all start to adjust our relationship with, with our phones and with social media. And I want to be intentional about the time I spend on there and I want to draw out the good parts of it because I do believe there are lots of good parts and I want to reduce the bad parts because there are some true detriments and hey, if you're listening to this, you're probably not 13. We've got it easy. You know, younger kids, I mean, I think especially girls, it's just like just something that's really going to have to get worked on. I'm not going to I'm not going to try and tackle that today. I'm just going to talk about those of us that are in the demographic that we're in. So even though this episode is definitely focusing on mitigating the downsides of social media, I'm an optimist and still want to share the many upsides. Listen, that's not to say that I haven't felt like I wanted to quit altogether, but that actually didn't feel like a real solution. I mean, I think we can all identify that there is definite value there too. Okay. Okay. Let's find some upsides. Obviously, Bandos is a very visual business. There's a lot of designers that work there and they use their folders and um, it's like a Tumblr for them. You know, they curate their 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 feed, they, they curate the feeds that they look at, and then they save their favorite photos to be inspired. So almost like what Pinterest was. I mean, I know Pinterest is still a thing, but I feel like um, people are probably spending more time on singular apps than than toggling around as much as we used to. To connect one-on-one, to make friends. Uh, Also had a lot of people just talking about like, well, I, I mean, I have social anxiety and so it's hard for me to go to parties or I'm depressed or I have a chronic illness and I can't leave my house and this is my outlet. This is how I see the world. This is how I meet people. This is how I find out about my disease. There might be a couple flaws in that, but I, but I mostly think like, of course, that is all positive. Let me add to that for me, you know, I love to have an audience that I can talk to, that I can share with. I certainly love to entertain. Um, That's why I dance the way I do. But more than that, I do love to connect and I love to share my experiences just in the same way that I do here to say like, this is what I learned today, or this is what happened to me. Maybe this happened to you. So, so I'm glad that I asked those questions and I, and I'm glad that I took some time to, to think about it. Um, but, but I also realized that it really was time for a change. And, um, I just didn't like what, what I was seeing. In myself, and also, you know, a fun exercise is just try it. Just try it. Go out to a place where, you know, a a brunch spot or a concert or the fair, anywhere. Just go somewhere where, like, the odds are people will be on their phones and don't take your phone out. If you don't want to leave your phone at home, you don't have to leave your phone at home. Just leave it in your purse. Just put it on airplane mode and just watch what happens and watch the way your experience changes versus the people that are still experiencing things through their phone. I watched a girl at a concert basically, and we were in like the fifth row. I mean, these were amazing seats. She watched the basically the whole concert through her phone. The only time she stopped were to take selfies of herself and her boyfriend. And this sounds just judgmental. I'm just telling you what I saw. And then to post parts of the videos or pictures she was taking and then look and see what feedback she was getting all the while we're at a live concert. And I'm just like, It just made me sad. You know, it just made me sad. And it's probably because I'm becoming an old lady. But I'm just like, there's more to life than that. It doesn't mean we can't have it. It just means, like, tempering it a little bit. So, you know, as it relates to mental illness, I mentioned the anxiety. um, And I think, you know, you talk about things like FOMO and you talk about um, how it can... Really affect your self worth. Used to, you know, be like, I look good, I feel good, whatever, and then I'll start looking at something else, at someone else's stuff, and I will literally feel so awful. You know, here's the hard part those platforms are set up to generate revenue from advertising. And the way that they can generate more revenue is to have more people on the platforms and to have the people on the platforms stay as long as possible they do that by making you addicted to it and they they study human psychology and create facets of the apps that have affect the pleasure centers of your brain so actually like when you get a like or you get a comment or you see something that makes you feel good, it releases dopamine in your brain. It just does. So you're being chemically manipulated. We all are, by the way, not just you. I am too. I can feel it. I can feel that dopamine when it's flowing. I'm like, yeah, look at all those likes, baby. And on the flip side, when you remove it from, you know, when you either don't get the likes or the engagement or you just don't interact with it, the dopamine drops. And so future gen, you should probably figure out if it's the dopamine drops or you just don't produce dopamine because I want to make sure I get that right because it's a really important part of my argument. future Jen here. So we talked about dopamine a little bit in the medication episode, but just a quick reminder, dopamine is a neurotransmitter that is linked to pleasure and reward. Things like love, sex, motivation, attention, and addiction. It's also referred to now as a seeking drug as it causes you to want, desire, and ultimately seek out experiences that will create more dopamine that's essentially what social media encourages we seek more and more pleasure from it and more and more dopamine which exhausts our brain and makes us kind of desperate to maintain the levels and that's just with the positive experiences add a negative one in there like low likes on a photo or a nasty comment and your levels can actually drop and that's not a fun drop to recover from food for thought if nothing else back to you jen You can feel it. You know what I'm talking about. So that can affect depression, you know? And listen, I don't have to tell you, just Google, can social media cause depression? You won't even finish the sentence, and it'll pull it up for you. You know how Google just pulls up, like, the most popular searches? Just put in, can can social media see and the rest of it will come up for you. So this is kind of random, but you know, I did those like question things on social media. I like how so much of this is like, you know, social media is about it. Then I'm telling you how I'm operating this whole episode of uh, via social media, but lots of people, you know, described their social media experience to me and this girl, Lauren, who I don't, I don't know in person. And, and I just, happened to read her comment, and then we ended up getting in in a little bit of a conversation. Well, not her comment, her direct message. I'm such a grandma. I don't know what anything's called. But grandmas are cool. Grandmas are the new grandchildren. (laughs) So I'm actually giving myself a compliment. And She was talking about introverts using it to be extroverts and how it also provides not just insight and inspiration, but entertainment. I left that out. But then, and I'm I'm sort of... um, Paraphrasing, but she said, but it's also a ticket to shitsville, using it to disassociate from real life, procrastinate, make myself feel bad, compare myself to others, check out my exes or current lover's exes to grow wildly jealous and even more insecure and activate immature feelings of unworthiness. I was like, yeah, that pretty much sums it up. Okay, sure. So, for whatever the reason is physiological, emotional, situational many of us are quite addicted to our phones. I want to share some simple solutions that will help you break your addiction and hopefully make the time you do spend on them more meaningful and rewarding. Let's just talk about some potential solutions because, you know, the idea of going off it entirely. Probably doesn't make much sense for most people. I know I'm not going to. My friend was even like, why don't you just take weekends off? And I was like, oh, my God, I should. <laughs> we were talking about a bandeau too. I'm like, let's just, what if we just post one day a week? But, you know, for me, I don't know if I can do that because the thing is, is it's two different things for me. Because I am a creator and also a... Uh, Oh my God, what's the word? It's not, I, I'm digesting it. An audience member? I don't know. Man, there's such a cool word. I'll put it in if I think of it. So I, so my relation, I have two different relationships. So like, so you should look at it this way too. I mean, I think if there's like a straight up business. If you're, if you're running a business based on that, um, Christina and I are going to talk about that in a minute. But if you're a content creator, just like personally, whether you're being paid for that or you just have a personal platform and an audience, I think there's one way to think about it. And then if you're just someone who consumes, you know, you can think about that. If I was just a consumer of social media, absolutely weekends gone, um, because I can think of a lot of. I think it would be a tough adjustment, but then I think it would be great. But because I'm a creator and I really like it to be authentic, and and I use social media gosh, I don't even know if I said this, but I work through a lot of stuff and me talking publicly about things that are bothering me really helped me process that a lot. So I wouldn't want it to be like, I'm having a depressive episode, but it's a Saturday and I can't talk about it. And then I also on the flip side, don't want to be like, I want to set a good example. So I don't want to be like, no sat, no Saturdays and Sundays, and then two Saturdays in, I'm on there. So I don't think that's going to work for me either. And I think that it, that might be hard for people. I, f- I feel like for a true business, you could do it. You actually could do it, but just look at that. You know, you look at that for yourself. So, so that's one thing, a major thing that I've actually, that I got actually already started. And by I say started, I did, I implemented it last night and this morning is bookending your day with something other than your phone. For the hour before you go to bed and the hour when you wake up, you don't use your phone. And here's how I adjusted that a little bit. I mean, I use my phone as my alarm. I've tried to get an alarm clock, but I, I just do it. And I looked at my text really quick because it's a Tuesday and my dad usually texts me on Tuesday morning. But then I put my phone down and got up and got out of bed. So normally what would happen is I would do all of those things and then I'd be like, oh, let me text my ba- dad back. And then I'd be like, ooh, let me check my email. And then I'm like, I should pop on a social. And then I'm done. And then uh, easily an hour that I could have been spent taking a walk, reading a book, thinking, thinking. So there's lots of things. You'll be able to figure out what you can do at night. Maybe you talk to the person that you live with. (laughs) Maybe you live alone and you want to just watch some TV. Uh, Go spend some time with someone. I mean, the other thing is like, look, and, and you've heard me say it now multiple times, you know, there's like the relationship with your phone and the relationship with social media. And obviously social media for the most part is on your phone. Maybe it's on an iPad or something, but... I still think phones can be used for good, and and like I talk on the phone, which if you don't do is actually really fun. Like I I, I will call friends, especially like my friends that are my age, because we're used to talking on the phone, or I talk to my parents, or I still think that's really important, and I would be okay with if within our agreement, the book ending was just no social media. So that's that. Okay. Now you're obviously going to get on social media. We're not, we've all agreed. We're not getting off of it. Let's build some intention around what we're doing and be being really specific. Here's the first thing that, that, that we can do. And here's what I want you to do today. You need to be more intentional about the content that you consume and the content that you produce. And so the first step in that is, I want you to go to your Instagram account and I want you to find 5 accounts. That's not that much. I had written 10 and I've just decided to make it easier. But I want you to find 5 accounts that do not serve you in any way shape or form. Whether they're an old friend from high school that you're you're just you don't care about them and nothing makes you feel good and you're just doing it because you're supposed to. Or it's um, a competitor in your business and it's not giving you insight. You told yourself it's giving you insight. It's not. It's just making you feel bad. Just find five of them and delete them. And then find five accounts that are intentional follows that make you feel good, that make you feel inspired, that make you feel connected, that will give you information that you didn't have. Maybe it's just a fucking meme account. Those A lot of those are very funny. Maybe it's just kittens. I don't know, but just do that. And then as you continue to Um, engage with social media, as you come across accounts that you have followed, because sometimes you won't see an account for like two weeks. I know that happens to me, especially on stories. I'll be like, oh, that person's still on here? Promise yourself that when you realize that this account is not doing anything good for you, you delete it, and when you realize that this account is doing something good for you, You engage with it. Because here's the other thing: there's an algorithm set up in and amongst all of that psychological warfare to give us exactly what we want and to give us more of what we want. That's the all those algorithms are there to make us enjoy the platforms more, because the reasons I said earlier. Well, they base that on what you look at and what you engage with. So if you're looking at a bunch of things that make you feel bad, when you go to your explore page, there'll just be more of that waiting there for you. Whereas if you engage with things that make you feel good, that's what you'll start seeing. So engagement means likes and comments. So that's really important. The last thing in and amongst that is like Hey, hold yourself responsible for the content that you're creating because if you're just going to post a picture to post a picture, you know, it's like that whole, to me, it's the whole show and tell aspect. Like, look at me, look, I was here, look, I did this, look how cool this is for no other reason than that, than like posturing or just, I don't even know what that is. I mean, it's show and tell. I understand what show and tell was and listen, I did this for a long time. I still lapse into that, you know, and I still felt myself even on vacation wanting to take the urge to be like, "Look at this cute building." I, I, I didn't think I needed to do it. I, I think it's like, what are your intentions? Just set your intentions. That, that's such an important part of life—not just social media, but in everything you do. What are your intentions? What are you intending to get out of this? Why are you doing this? And once you've thought of that, is this still important? I think you'll find that sometimes it is. And sometimes it isn't. And I think that it's important in us for, in order for us to revolutionize the way that humanity interacts with social media, like we're going to have to have some rules. So please hold yourself accountable. Hold your friends accountable. Doesn't mean you can't participate. It just means like you have to do it with a greater sense of responsibility. Even just turning off notifications is, is super helpful, There are a handful of apps that you can get that will help you regulate, regulate for how long and when you interact with your phone and with social media. And, um, I mean, that's a drastic approach, but I feel like if that's what you think you need. And then the other thing I'll say, which was really what I talked about at the beginning and the catalyst for this whole thing is like, there's so much more out there in the world than what is in our phones. There's so much more to me than what you know. And I know that you have said just the nicest most wonderful things to me about me and and I am so glad that what I put out there helps people. And I'm so glad that it feels like we're friends. I, I really do. I am not one of those people that thinks that's weird. I, When a stranger comes up and hugs me, I think I've had a great day. But you must know that that is not the full me. And there are aspects of me that you will never know, not because I'm hiding them for you, but just because... Anytime I'm posting something, I'm aware I'm posting it. So even if I promise myself to be vulnerable, there are aspects, and there are aspects that that won't be evoked on social media because they're only evoked through human interaction. So just know that that's the case for everybody, for every celebrity, for every just internet cool girl or person you used to know or ex-boyfriend's new girlfriend. Like you just, you don't know. And so that's why it's important to actually have in real life experiences with real people, because we need those too. And you can't, you can't live without that. So don't kid yourself, even if it's hard. And then like, for me, you know, the idea of kind of becoming a bit more analog, like writing in a journal Man, it's just I've I've come across a bunch of old journals from like 20 years ago, but longer. It's amazing. And I remember vividly sitting in my bed writing down my thoughts. I had I had a phone, I definitely wouldn't have fucking done that. Organize real life dates or f- call someone, you know, or go places for inspiration. Like I don't have any problem with getting digital I- inspiration at all. I I that I use so much of that for Bando, but I also go to the swap meet and look at things or go to a museum or just take a drive or take a walk. There's just so much that we can be doing. So let's, let's implement those steps. Strangely enough, I feel like this conversation will continue on social media because I don't know where else to have them. I know at Bandeau we're going to try some stuff for our community to do. I encourage you guys to do that in your communities too because I won't be able to affect everything. I hope to just be the catalyst for change. And I hope I did that. And I'm sorry that this was not a perfect episode. And as it turns out, none of them are. (laughs) Hee 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 hee. Okay. Bye. Bye. Christina Winkleman is smart, beautiful, talented, and she loves zombies as much as I do. She's one of my closest friends, and she is also subsequently Bando's director of social media. For a brand that, in a lot of ways, is built on social media, I wanted to talk to her about her thoughts on the topic. We're both feeling like our approach as individuals and as a brand— and as a community at large, needs to be reassessed and adjusted. And I thought for those of you who also work in the field, it would be thought-provoking listening to us talk. The first thing I was thinking, and, and even just something that came back a lot to me in the comments today, was like the idea that... quote unquote it's for work and like using that sort of as an excuse but like for us and for our work and how we do it like we actually have the opportunity to refrain reframe that and have it it's still going to be for work but like what do we want that to be so you may not have an answer for that yet (laughs) (laughs) you may not have a powerpoint presentation on that but it's like I mean you've been in 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 it's not a prison but you yeah, <laughs> you know yeah I mean I've
1: I started interning at Bando in 2012 and I feel like I told you this yesterday or the day before yeah. but it was like we've never not posted I yeah. think there was one day after the Las Vegas shooting where we just went silent out of respect um for the circumstance and we've i want to say have posted at least 3 times a day since 2012 in addition to posting on different platforms and so for someone being steeped in it so much it's mm-hmm. it's hard yeah it's well and that was just
0: you for a long time like yeah. now now there's other people but so like the other thing that you were saying is like you kind of lost the desire to actually personally engage on, on social media, which was like something that you enjoyed before. It's like, I I was thinking about it when they always say, like, I remember I had a friend that worked at TCBY, the country's (laughs) best yogurt, rest in peace. But she hated yogurt after she worked there because she was just like, you know, so I'm done with it. Yeah.
1: And that was like a hard thing for me to kind of come to terms with after so long where it was just me posting. Yeah. Like I couldn't go to you and be like, I hate Yeah. I hate doing (laughs) this job.
0: That that would, yeah, that would have caused a problem between
1: us. (laughs) Or like, I can't do this anymore. You just kind of have to crank through. But when we, you know, yeah, I got to that point where I was posting so much for Bando and I was living this Bando world. Like, I would get home and I would just completely, I don't like using this term because I think it's kind of like a fad, but like Unplugged. unplugged. Yeah. And I would... Even, like, I wouldn't watch TV, I wouldn't open my laptop, I would turn off my phone, and I would just, like, kind of sit and then just kind of
0: just be be, decompressed. I mean, you were decompressing. You like, you, you like to go out and have experiences and connect in real life and travel and, and, and like, it's so much, but thank God you were like that. I mean, I, you'd be completely burned out by now. I mean, I know that you feel a little burned out anyways, but it's like you, if had, you been obsessed with it, which I felt like in my mind, I think I thought, in order to do that job you'd have to be obsessed, but I don't think you do. Yeah, and I think that I was obsessed, like even
1: when you found me and yeah. you were like, what are you looking to do? And yeah. I was like, Well I'm on my phone All every the time. single day. Yeah. I think I'm obsessed with it. And so I think there was a time where I was and I think it's also really important to define like obsessed. You know, yeah. am I obsessed with like pop culture memes and gossip? Yeah. Which is primarily a source for people to go to on social media. Yeah. And so it's like, at one point I was. Yeah. And now, you know, a lot of social media is a lot of that. It is just like meme accounts. It is something that, things that you can just send to your friend. Yeah. It's gossip. And I think that what I started to crave was like more meaningful like, yeah. relationships. Yeah. And more in real
0: life experiences. Yeah. Well, and now we're all craving that.
1: But I will say that...
0: Yeah. I do on. say... Please keep, <laughs> just just keep going, because I'm trying to figure out what the fuck I wrote here.
1: I do think that there like, are people on our team now that are full-on obsessed. Oh, yeah. You know, well, so I think that it continues to work.
0: Yeah. Well, and, um, and I think our job is going to be how do we reframe that for everybody so that... Um, you can funnel that energy only for positive stuff, and that you're just not um, like misusing your time—not just from a work standpoint, but just, but just yeah. in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you have to put
1: the business side. That is a big yeah. play, yeah. Um, especially when you're starting out. I think we got lucky, yeah, before all yeah, the yeah, algorithms yeah. sort of yeah. hit. But I think it's just you know establishing those guidelines, you know, for, for us in the early days, it was like, I I remember working like 14, 15 hour days and I would be on my laptop or on my phone for that entire time doing social media and then I would go home. So I think it's like important to sort of find that balance and really like get ahead of that planning schedule. So you're not fully immersed Mm -hmm. into it Mm -hmm. and say like, okay, I'm going to be posting on these platforms today three photos, I'm going to spend this much time interacting with my community because Mm -hmm. that is such an important part Mm -hmm. of like social media, Mm -hmm. especially in the beginning when you're growing a brand, when you're growing your business, it's like, who are the people that you want to be making connections with like interacting with? But at the same time, it's like, try not to, try not to go
0: deep into that place where you're just consumed by it. Yeah. So to me, I mean, if I would, if I was recommending something to you and, and probably this would apply to a lot of things, it's like, obviously if you're doing it for a business, well, first of all, you can schedule stuff. We already do that. Um, most businesses do at this point. I think like the beauty of a non-personal account is that, and, and so much of being on Instagram now is like, is staying relevant and staying in people's feeds you can do that and then I think it's like scheduling in your in your day like when you're active like when you're gonna go on and actually interact like you're talking about whether that's commenting on people's posts that have tagged you or replying to comments or replying to direct messages yeah but I feel like probably a lot of what's going to apply to just personal, like what our personal behaviors should evolve into on Instagram would be the same. It just feels scarier for a business because it just goes back to like what we're saying. It's for work. It's like, and and when we talk about just like devices as a whole, it's like, well, work needs me. Or, you know, people were saying like, well, you know, it's scary for me to unplug because like, what if an email comes through or like... Mm -hmm a text or mm-hmm. So, so I think like our responsibility within our business will be to just set the tone for what what the expectations are going to be and that they're going to change. Yeah. And also
1: just providing realistic I guess guide not guide yeah. keep saying guidelines, but essentially like making sure that you can realize when enough is enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because sometimes you can go Years without knowing the effects of what social media is doing to your psyche, to your self esteem, and I think if we can offer those those touch points for people to be like, this is what it feels like. This is what it's probably going to feel like when you get off of social media, because it is so much. You know, you wake up in the morning, you pull your phone out. Yeah, we're definitely
0: not doing that.
1: You're looking at everyone's best moments. And then you have to stop that and get ready, and you're back in your like unfiltered yeah. reality,
0: which yeah. sometimes is very be harsh. Hard. It's and very hard. very hard. Yeah, I think. Um, well, I'm interested for us to find a way. Just as the sweat drips down my thigh, <laughs> <laughs> it's I'm like, is it a bug or is it sweat? Um, but I think to to find a way to share that process with, with our audience. Like I I actually think it's a huge responsibility for us and I know like personally I'm going to do that, but to, to rewrite the rules on how companies can do that, I, I feel like will be really important too. Yeah. Um, but so Okay, well, the last thing that I was thinking about for us just as I was, like, doing research today and just off the conversations we've had and even the things that have come in is, like, what, can, what else can we do? Because, like, you know, we're in a position that we need to set the tone and we have access to hundreds of thousands of people. And obviously, locally, we have a really engaged audience. So, like, so I was kind of thinking about, like, what are the things that Bando can do to kind of help people... Because it's not just about, hey, question what you're doing on social media, but, like, what are the things that we want to do to to replace that, like, the time that you're spending, you know? So it's, like, we—you and I have talked so much because our passions overlap with, like, community and in real life. And and a few people had said, like, what if you did—I mean, we've talked about support groups and stuff at Bando or, like, networking things, but I was, like, what if you even just brought people together— To talk about the types of things you'd talk about on Instagram or show or if it's like, hey, we love art. Well, what if like people just brought in things they thought were beautiful Mm -hmm. and we just set it up and like remember when we went to the fucking Rose Room at the OC Fair and like saw all those different roses and smell. it was just like everybody just cut a rose from their garden. Yeah. And we did it and we didn't take pictures. Of, I mean, we were all in there taking pictures like dickheads. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely have some videos of me smelling roses. But, yeah. You know, I mean, does that make you, does that resonate with you To as far as like ways to try and replace some of the connection that we might be removing?
1: Yeah. I think that, having these opportunities to encourage community outside of social media is always going to be a positive. Yeah. Um, especially as the world continues to gravitate towards less of that.
0: Yeah. Um, there's so many dogs and we're so sorry. (laughs) There's so, there's so many, there's obviously a cat on the list. Go ahead, Christina. All right.
1: Thanks, (laughs) Jen. Um, but, you know, I think it's important for us to help guide people yeah. in the right direction. Yeah.
0: I think the commitment that we're going to make yeah. right here is to say that we want to be at the forefront of this. We want to redefine the way that um, brands and businesses interact with their audience and their consumer on social. And we want to set an example for how you can have a meaningful Relationship with your device, with social media, with other people. 100%. You know, and we'll succeed at it and show that it's okay. So it's moderation, intention, integrity, and like not indulging like some destructive behaviors. Exactly. Even as a company. Exactly. Because in the end, even a company is just a bunch of people killing themselves to get a post up. Uh, yeah, we're I, not gonna do it. We're not gonna do that. This is Jen, Christina, and all the dogs <laughs> in, in Island my neighborhood in Highland Park <laughs> signing off. Bye. 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 Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Smash your phones! Smash your phones! I want to say it one more time (laughs) smash your phones no just kidding we could never do that nor should we I will say that the value I have found recently in focusing on my intentions behind everything I do has changed a lot for me holding yourself accountable is a big responsibility and sometimes very annoying especially when you're at a party and there's triple cream brie and you're lactose intolerant and you want the cheese but you shouldn't have the cheese but you want the cheese Well, you get it. Just give it a shot. This podcast is and always will be about helping you feel better, which often means taking a step back, watching and evaluating your behaviors. All that said, I got to go because I need to check what's happening on Instagram. Just kidding. Not really. Let's start a movement by setting a positive example. Set boundaries with your social media. Be intentional. Avoid the obvious pitfalls. Pass it on. Tell your friends. We can do it. Bye. What do you know about the after show? It's the JGOK After Show. You don't know about the after show, but it's the show that is about an avocado. So today I lost an avocado. And if you're someone that loves and eats avocados, you know that's a devastating blow to lunch. Now I had the avocado, put it in my car, in a bag with other groceries that all made it to my office except for this avocado. And let me tell you about this avocado. It was perfectly ripe. And we all fight that battle every time we go to the grocery store because how many avocados did you have to squeeze before you found that one that wasn't overripe, wasn't even ripe. It maybe was days to hours. From being ripe, and you were going to time it perfectly for when you wanted it. Well, that was the kind of avocado that I had. I bought it two days ago, and I waited till it ripe to perfection, and then I took it into work, and now it's gone. So, mostly what I want to say is if you see an avocado laying around at your office, at your home, on the street, in the produce section of your grocery store, it may be the one I'm I have lost. If you could mail it to me, that would be great. You can reach me at the Bando Penthouse. I think our address is on the website. I'm not going to give you my home address. Come on. That's it. Please help find my avocado and give it back to its rightful owner, which is me. Because I'm so hungry. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Bye.